0: Hi, welcome to you, me, and TV. I'm Mike. I'm Gia. And today, we're going to be talking about the pilot episode of Easy.
1: Easy was created, written, and directed by Joe Swanberg.
0: It premiered September 22nd, 2016, and the third and final season was released on May 10th, 2019.
1: Easy is a Netflix original. The pilot episode title is The effing Study.
0: I'm going to go ahead and start us off by reading the Netflix description for Easy. First dates... Friends with benefits, couples with kids, whatever your relationship status is, it's always complicated. What do we think about that Netflix description, Gia?
1: I think it's fun.
0: I think it is too. This one actually is a little better than some of the Netflix descriptions. If it would have said something Mm -hmm. like, There's nothing easy about relationships these days. That would have been more of like the typical Netflix description. This one's pretty straightforward.
1: Yeah. I do like the little, it's always complicated, which is like a reference to your Facebook relationship status, I think. You know, like you can be in a, it's complicated relationship. I don't know if that's still a thing, but I know- yeah. When you we were in college it was.
0: Yeah, I, I yeah, I don't I didn't even think about that, but yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. And you know, this Netflix description too is like somewhat vague in that way too, because this show covers a lot of different characters, a lot of different stories. Each individual episode is almost like its own movie.
1: hmm Yeah.
0: Yeah. And so speaking of that, this is written and directed by Joe Swanberg. Joe Swanberg has made some movies that we've seen. Some we liked, some we were indifferent. About, I, I guess.
1: I think you liked them more than I did. I
0: did. I did like them. Mm-hmm. So, as far as how this show came about, I read a quote from Joe Swanberg in the Chicago Tribune, and it says, I'm really happy just making my movies. But then it started to feel like, what if I could just make my movies? And call it a TV show. And oh. that's what it came up with here. Some of the movies you may or may not have seen. Drinking Buddies, which used to be on Netflix for a while. I know we watched it on there. It's mm-hmm. currently streaming on Hulu. That's starring Jake Johnson. And I think Ron Livingston might be in that. And maybe Anna Kendrick is in it too. And Olivia, Olivia Wilde. Olivia Yeah. I mm-hmm. And I remember after we watched it, I was like, that movie, like nothing really happened. It was kind of slow and boring. But I feel like if I watched it again, I might like it.
1: Yeah, I don't, all of these movies, we're going to go through a list of a couple more. Like, I know that we watched them, but I really have no recollection of what they were about.
0: Well, some so. of these other movies, <laughs> so some of the other ones are Digging for Fire, which is streaming on Hulu and Amazon Prime, and was co-written by Jake Johnson, actually. Mm. Jake Johnson is Nick in New Girl. And that one, too, was another one where not a lot happens, <laughs> but it's... I really enjoyed it when we watched it. And also, Win It All, which is a Netflix original on Netflix. And that one's co written by Jake Johnson as well. I guess I didn't realize that Jake Johnson co wrote these movies when we were watching them. That's kind of cool.
1: Yeah. And he is in a, Jake Johnson's in an episode of Easy, I think in the second season, right?
0: I don't know if it's the first or the second season. Okay. But yeah, I think that all of his movies, so if you've seen any of those movies and you like them, The show is similar, but like you said, you didn't really love those movies, but I think his style works better in a TV show format. I
1: think so, too. I like it a lot better.
0: Yeah, Mm -hmm. and speaking of his style, uh, there's an article in the New Yorker that was a review of the first season, and they talk a little bit about his style, so let me go ahead and read a little quote from that. It says, Swanberg has always made the stories and the dilemmas of his life into the substance of his art. In recent years, his approach has become stark and elemental in the flux of daily life, He finds the nodal points of big questions and crucial choices, the moments where, almost unnoticed, destinies play out and identities and self-images are at stake. These stories, spare and efficient structures, seemingly pour from him like melodies from a classic songwriter, and as with the classic songwriters, for Swanberg and his characters, the fundamental things apply. Love, money, sex and art, friends, family, children, and freedom.
1: I think that pretty well sums up uh, the series.
0: Yeah, I think so, too. So let's just maybe talk about the series and how it's set up a mm-hmm. little bit before we get into it. So this is an anthology series, mm-hmm. but each episode is a standalone episode. Yep, but it, with
1: some intersecting characters, kind of like Love Actually. There's y- like intersecting stories. Yeah,
0: it's a little like Love Actually, a little bit like, what's the other movies? Valentine's, Valentine's Day? Day? New Year, New Year's Day? Yep. New Year's Eve, Yeah yeah new year's day that'd be a weird that'd be weird if that was what that movie was it just all took place on new year's day like there's Everybody's people watching like football eating, eating sauerkraut. sauerkraut
1: with their families <laughs> yes yeah
0: so but it's definitely got a different feeling than new year's day and valentine or new year's eve and <laughs> valentine's yeah, this
1: day easy feels a lot more sophisticated than those movies I sure think. yeah like, more like a woody allen type Thing, but I would venture to say better than Woody Allen.
0: Oh, I would say definitely. I think, <laughs> or and, at,
1: at least than a lot of Woody Allen stuff.
0: Right, and he puts out a lot of stuff, yeah, so it's yeah. you know it's gonna be hit or miss. But mm-hmm. I think that uh, yeah, this it'll follow a particular story, and there'll be like these sort of ancillary characters. Is that the right word? Is that a word? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Ancillary characters yeah. that you know are just in it for a minute, or almost in the background sometimes, and mm-hmm. then the next episode the episode is entirely focused on that character and their story. Now, it doesn't build up to anything. The characters don't all come together at the end or anything like that, but it's really cool because you'll be watching, and it'll start to click, and you're like, oh, wait a second, this character was in the first episode. Or you'll get like several episodes into it, and you'll be like, these are all new characters, I guess. And then you'll like look on IMDb and be like, oh, that guy was that person's boss in the first season?
1: Yeah, because it's like some of the actors are recognizable and some are less so. And also, I didn't know when we started watching it that the stories were going to intersect at all.
0: I didn't either. So
1: I wasn't like watching out for it, which makes it a fun show to rewatch.
0: Yeah, it's definitely a really fun show to rewatch. And also, Mm -hmm. you know, when we started watching it, I I didn't really like the first episode. We watched it like Mm -hmm. right when it came out and it was like, I don't, I don't know if I really like this because the first episode, we'll get into it and we'll talk about what we like and what we don't like about it, but mm-hmm. it comes off kind of... It's kind of a downer to start the series with. Yeah. And... And then, you know, the second season I think came out and I was seeing some articles about it and I saw some that were like rating which episodes are the best, which one you should start with. And I was like, well, eh, maybe we'll check it out again. Mm-hmm. And we just picked a random episode and I was like, mm, I kind of like this episode.
1: Yeah. Because each episode has a different feel because it's like following somebody else's life and it's kind of like everybody's life is maybe a sort of different genre. Depending right. on their outlook, you know, like some are more comedic and some are more melodramatic.
0: Yeah. And the episode we started off with too, by the way, is the one with, I forget the episode title right now, but it's the one with Orlando Bloom in it. And let me oh, just yeah. say, Orlando Bloom, he was he was early 2000s hot, right? He was I one of it. the hot guys of the early, of the early 2000s. He's not
1: my type, but yeah.
0: Well, I'm just saying he's still got it. <laughs> I'm going to say that right there. So, yeah. uh, I and mean, the women are also attractive. Uh, <laughs> but
1: <laughs> Yeah. And that that reminds me, I think that episode is in the second
0: that's season in the first season. And, oh, it's the first yeah, season.
1: Okay. Um, but I was going to say, all the characters we meet in the first season, in the second season, we get to revisit some of those characters. Yeah,
0: like, which is pretty cool. And yeah, time has passed mm-hmm. and all that kind of stuff. So, yeah, and we haven't watched the third season yet because we're recording this before it's actually been released. So, yeah. but we'll be excited to check that out, which is why we picked this so that maybe you'll Check out the show easy, and you know, you got three seasons now. Yeah. So let's talk a little bit about this first episode. And it stars Michael churnis and Elizabeth Reeser. Michael Churnis, uh, you might recognize him from Orange is the New Black. I never really watched Orange is the New yeah, Black, but he plays a character named Cal Chapman. So that's somewhere you might recognize him from. And also, I was looking it up. He was also in Spider Man Homecoming, and I haven't seen Spider Man Homecoming. Mm-hmm. He plays a character called the Tinkerer, which I don't know if that's a good guy or a bad guy. That could go either way, but.
1: It sounds like a bad guy to me. It sounds like a bad but guy. It
0: kind of sounds knows? like maybe a, a guy that's creating, you know, tools or something. Like, uh, what's the guy from uh, Morgan Freeman in the Batman Begins movies? Alfred? He's not Alfred. Is he Alfred? No, he's not Alfred in that. Michael Caine is Alfred in that. But for some reason, they've got one of those like James Bond kind of guys that oh. creates his uh, things and Morgan Freeman plays that. So hmm. sounds like it could be like that too. You know what? I don't know. I haven't seen we Spider-Man Homecoming. There's only so many Spider-Man movies that we can watch. Yeah. I-
1: it's um it's toby <laughs> Maguire bust for me that's
0: that's gia's <laughs> gia's opinion there no yeah. i like the toby mcguire one's the best too anyway that's uh michael chernis you might have seen him in those yeah
1: i had never seen him in those but i did see him for the first time in anything other than easy i think today when i wa- watched the new show um what is it called rammy rammy yeah on uh hulu yeah which i enjoyed now maybe
0: we'll do that episode or yeah. that show sometime also, we've got Elizabeth Reeser, and you may recognize her from The Haunting of Hill House if you've seen that. She plays Shirley Crane, which is like the lead in that show, yeah, pretty much. That's an that's- ensemble cast, but she's like the lead.
1: Mm-hmm, and that's another Netflix original, and it's so good. That one is... It's really scary, though.
0: Very spooky. We watched that around <laughs> Halloween last year. Oh, my goodness. Yeah, and, and this- it's a
1: lot better than uh, the movie The Haunting, which is based on the same source material.
0: There you go. I've yeah. never seen it, but there you go. <laughs> Elizabeth Reeser also is in the Twilight series playing es- Esme? Esme Cullen, which I'm oh. assuming is Edward's sister, maybe? That's Edward's last name, right? I think so. I've never seen the Twilight yeah, movies. Neither. We're adults. We haven't <laughs> taken part in any of that, but yeah. uh but that's what you may recognize her from. And this actually takes place on Halloween night as well, this mm-hmm. first episode, which that's kind of a choice, isn't it? To start your first episode on a, on a holiday. Yeah,
1: that's interesting. And I, I guess I didn't pay too much attention when we were watching the series to see if it kind of goes through the seasons in the first season. You oh, know? right.
0: Yeah. Well, yeah, they, I'll
1: bet it does because they, they do seem to pay a lot of attention to detail in this show. They but. do.
0: It takes place in winter time in the second episode. Mm-hmm. So, and this
1: is all in Chicago, right?
0: Yeah. Mm-hmm. And speaking of this first episode, from that same New Yorker article that I was talking about earlier, there's a little description here to set up uh, the episode. So let me go ahead and read that. This is from their review, which was a positive review. Mm-hmm. Uh, it says, The first episode starts the show off with a frank declaration of its themes and a daringly simple compression of their conflicts, as seen in the sexual dissatisf- dissatisfactions Dissatisfactions is the word that I'm reading there. It's the New Yorker, guys. It's a real smart magazine. Yeah, Sometimes I have a hard time with words the
1: words. With a lot of syllables.
0: A lot of syllables. <laughs>
1: um,
0: the sexual dissatisfactions of a married couple. Kyle, played by Michael Chernis. and Ma- Michael is also hard for me to say, which is Your my name. my name, uh, an actor and playwright who is also a stay-at-home dad. And Andy, played by Elizabeth Reeser, a businesswoman who gave up her own theater career to support the family. So that sets us up here. So, hey, let's let's get into the episode.
1: Let's do it. All right.
0: <laughs> so it opens up at like a, I guess it sort of looks like a cocktail party
1: or cocktail something like party. that. Yeah.
0: Mm-hmm. Oh, man. That's fancy. It is. It's not like a fancy, fancy show, but it does open up on a cocktail party. Mm-hmm. And one of the first actors that we actually see on screen, and I don't think he shows up in other episodes or not, but um, it's one of the guys from the Sonic commercials. If you recall, I don't know if they're still making those or not, because I don't watch a lot of sh- TV that has commercials but uh the actor's name is TJ jagadowski and uh he is um one of the guys from the Sonic commercials and he's in the opening scene there. You love the Sonic I commercials. I love the Sonic
1: commercials. They when they were on like what 15 years ago? 12 years ago maybe. Um, I mean they still but,
0: made them not too Okay. Recently. but
1: it's it's those series of sonic commercials where it's like two people like sitting in the car like talking about just random stuff and like eating sonic but when they were on i remember them being better than like 90 percent of whatever shows were on you know like i looked forward to seeing those commercials so look them up on youtube yeah enjoy.
0: there you go did you enjoy sonic food too
1: i think it's fine it's all right I, it's, it's fun. A fun novelty it's
0: exciting yeah, yeah we used to get it all the time in college mm-hmm. i mean yeah. we would get also like the really good food we went to OU and there's like really good food in Athens uh Ohio but so there was like a Sonic you had to kind of walk to for a little bit and you ordered on telephones yeah like even inside the restaurant very Mm -hmm. exciting anyway That guy's in the beginning there. You also might have seen this guy if you've ever watched. There's a show on Hulu called Shrink, uh, which originally aired on CISO, and he has like a small role on that show. And if Mm -hmm. you've never seen that show, you should check it out. That's a a very funny show that kind of came out of nowhere. We were like, what's the show Shrink? Um He's not the lead in it. He's got a small role, but um, it's a good show. So Shrink on Hulu. I'm gonna plug that. Check that out. Mm -hmm. Um but anyway. The Sonic guy, he's discussing a study that he read, and that study says couples who observe more gender normative roles have more sex. And uh, this is the aforementioned effing study from the episode title that they're talking about there.
1: Yeah, so effing is kind of doing doing two jobs in that episode title. It's a study
0: that is literally about effing, but uh it's also a study that kind of effs things up for everybody in the uh, episode.
1: Because the premise of that study is kind of upsetting for Kyle and his wife, Andy, because of their situation, which was mentioned in that New Yorker article that he's a stay-at-home dad, and um, she's taking on the more... Stereotypically male role of providing for the family,
0: right? And they've been together for 19 years, so this is a couple mm-hmm. that's, you know, they've been together for a long time. Uh, but yeah, the Kyle's kind of like, I don't, I don't know about that study. I'm not sure. And the people, the other kind of guests at the cocktail party are a little skeptical. Some yeah, are saying everybody's it's sexist. Kind of arguing
1: about- Study and how valid
0: it is, right? Some are saying that uh, sounds like you just don't want to do any housework, which uh-huh. is you know, the, all those studies like that are yeah. always just they're not they're never scientific. That doesn't even that, right. There's no way that could be a real study that even makes sense. Mm-hmm. So, those are like those articles online that are just like I don't know, like the co- things that come up on like MSN or something like that, yeah, that's true. <laughs> that, that old people probably look at, no <laughs> offense, but nobody's going to MSN.com anymore, guys. <laughs> uh, but uh. <laughs>
1: <laughs> that's my homepage. okay no it's not <laughs> it's not my homepage. <laughs> i'm not 65
0: wow um <laughs> speaking of old people this actually feels a little bit like a woody allen movie um mm-hmm. in the intro here you kind of mentioned mm-hmm. that before but kind of using a cocktail party conversation to drive the narrative forward i, I mentioned the movie melinda and melinda i think before too because mm-hmm. when we were talking about the act uh, chloe Sevigny's in that yeah but uh it's, you know, it's kind of you got people talking about a certain topic and then that's where the episode goes from there. So mm-hmm. also it's kind of like Boy Meets World, how they use like Mr. Feeney's lessons to drive the narrative forward. So that's oh, kind of another yeah, thing. Yeah, It's
1: a lot like Boy Meets World.
0: Or perhaps Mr. Turner's lessons well, either, depending on the like era. Also like Girl Meets World. Sure. Which yeah. Which
1: Corey Matthews's. Lessons.
0: Oh, hey, that's right. Girl Meets World was not very good. We watched a few episodes, could not get into that. We really wanted
1: it to be good, but it wasn't.
0: It it wasn't. (laughs) So, anyway, I was thinking about that study, though, where they said, again, that couples who observe these more gender normative roles have more sex. I don't want to talk about sex specifically, but in general, there was a time where I was laid off from my job Mm -hmm. and you were working, you were making the bread, bringing home the bacon, Mm -hmm. and and all the other. And I was your trophy husband. (laughs) I spent every day working out and tanning Um, and and so and
1: watching everybody loves a raven look there was
0: nobody else at the gym (laughs) and I put it on TBS it's very funny and uh, so I would say during that time period where I was like super tan and like super ripped and huge um, (laughs) would you say you were more or less attracted to me now mind you I was not working I was doing the dishes I was doing you know all that kind of stuff
1: I would say I'm always the same amount attracted to you which is very
0: oh my gosh (laughs) so wait the muscles and tan don't matter
1: well no, you're you're always yeah. pretty muscular and
0: that's you. true that's true
1: <laughs> are you just fishing for compliments like i don't <laughs>
0: i don't want to brag or anything like that but uh but, also,
1: you could this is a podcast so you could totally not look like that at all i could Nobody be lying <laughs>
0: but i'm not lying this is true that's what i look like uh <laughs> But no, um, I do think, though, there are some advantages, like, when you're, yeah. now, we didn't have I, I kids. De- it
1: definitely was not, like, a turnoff to me in right. way.
0: And we yeah. didn't have uh, kids at the time, but they kind of hinted when they were talking about this study that it wasn't the fact that they were too busy with the kids or anything. It was just mm-hmm. the idea that, you know, if the woman's making more money and the man is not, then they will be less attracted to them. But I think that, that's got to be, maybe if you are asking old people or something, but, like, mm-hmm. I feel like our generation, that's like, no, we both would like to make as much money to make us <laughs> happy, like. Like, right. like, it doesn't really matter who's making it as long as there's, like, enough money.
1: Yeah, that's that's how I see it, too. But um, so the idea of this study, even though they initially reject it, Kyle and Andy, it kind of gets into their heads. Maybe more so into Andy's head than Kyle's.
0: Well, I think it also gets into Kyle's, though, because on the car ride home, you see them both sitting in the back of a, an Uber or something like mm-hmm. that. And he just says you would tell me, right? And she's like, what? And they kind of have this conversation Mm, about is she's still attracted to him, even though he's doing this. So I think it does get into her head, but she's Mm -hmm. a little bit less vocal about it. And we'll see in a little bit uh, in the episode that she does talk about it, but it's definitely gotten into Kyle's head.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah.
0: So in the next part, they get home. Kyle and Andy are home, and uh, they relieve the babysitter. And the babysitter is actually the focus of the second episode, which is pretty cool. Yeah. It's a fun little detail there. Mm-hmm. And the actress playing the babysitter is Kiersey Clemens, which Gia, when we were talking about Friends, mm-hmm. and if we were to reboot Friends... You actually picked her out to play one of the characters. Yeah,
1: Monica. Yeah. Mm-hmm. so I like hey, her a lot.
0: There you go. She's also, I was looking at some other things that she's in. I think she's just doing a voice in some sort of new Scooby-Doo animated feature movie.
1: Oh, who is she?
0: I don't think she's like a, a main character, but like some of the other people in it, I think Zac Efron was listed or something like that. Huh. So watch out for that in 2020. <laughs> some big budget uh, Scooby-Doo animated feature. Interesting. Yeah. But she's got uh, it.
1: Oh, god. Well, also,
0: I think a Lady and the Tramp movie too, which I didn't know oh, they were doing. I'm assuming it's a live either. action one like all the other ones are doing. So that sounds fun. That does sound kind of fun. Yeah. I haven't seen Lady and the Tramp like in a really long time. Me
1: neither. So. That wasn't one that I rewatched a lot. Yeah. Hmm.
0: So, hey, keep an eye out for those. <laughs>
1: But she's got just a bit role in this first episode here. Pretty much she's just um, getting ready to leave. But she does tell Andy and Kyle that the kids were talking about what they wanted to be for Halloween. And uh, I think the little their little girl wants to be a princess and their son wants to be a knight.
0: Yeah, and the parents are not really impressed with these choices. Yeah, After these the very, babysitter leaves, they're like, "Very
1: gender-specific roles that they've chosen."
0: Right, and he's like, "They're like, I, I thought our kids were cool." Um, <laughs> yeah,
1: <laughs> but it does tie into the larger theme of the episode. Yeah, it does, mm-hmm. which is cool. And
0: actually, this show too does not have a um, opening sequence, but for each episode, there's sort of a different drawing on the screen, and it says "easy." And mm-hmm. in this one, there's a picture of a knight and a princess. So,
1: oh yeah, yeah.
0: Mm-hmm. Our first Halloween. With our kid, we were Ghostbusters, mm-hmm. and our little baby was the Stay Puff Marshmallow Man. Yeah, that it was, beautiful. was really cute. But I do hope that when he gets older that he continues to wear cool costumes. I feel like we have to plant that seed in, there in his head so yeah. he knows <laughs> what to dress up as.
1: Yeah, Halloween's important got to pick something fun and cool.
0: Uh, yeah, cuz if he wanted to be something stupid, I feel like we would have to like veto it or maybe <laughs> change it so it's cool or something like that. We got to mm-hmm. get on that and make sure we know ahead of time <laughs> that he's going to be dressed as something cool. He's
1: a cool baby. He he'll, is a cool
0: baby. will figure it out. <laughs> yeah. Certainly not just a generic knight though. Give me give me something a little bit yeah. more. Come on. Anyway, um <laughs> as we go forward in the episode, It's like uh, probably the next day or something. It's daytime now. Mm -hmm. And um, we've got Andy. She's driving. The kids are in the back seat. Both of the kids are on their own devices there. And and Andy's on the Bluetooth. Um, She's talking to someone. It's work-related. The person she's talking to is named trevin that <laughs> name like is certainly that's that's the an interesting name
1: like yeah that they could think of i feel like it's I, like they I took feel the like name they might have made it up
0: yeah well like they took the name tevin which is already kind of like a an out there kind of name and and just like trevor
1: and trevor, trevor kind of meshed them
0: together i've never met anybody well i've never met anybody named tevin uh i've never met anybody named trevin either tevin the only place yeah. i've heard tevin on i love you man uh rob <laughs> hubel's character who's like uh the guy, there's a line at one point where Jason Siegel in I Love You Man says, like, I peed on your face at a at a Benigan's because oh, the yeah. Yeah, they're like real estate guys and he's got his advertisements on uh, urinal cakes or whatever, yeah. <laughs> but uh, he's supposed to be like a very douchey kind of character. Yeah. Um, also, though, Tevin is the name of the singer who is Tevin Campbell, who is a uh, singer um, You know, from the 90s who in all the vocals for Powerline in a Goofy movie. Oh, yeah, so, that's there's right. a that fun fact right there. Oh,
1: that's such a good movie, it by the way, with such amazing a good movie. music. Yes. Uh, <laughs>
0: but this guy's name is Trevin. It also, though, it reminds me, because she's on, the way she's on Bluetooth, and she's going to be talking to Trevin a little bit throughout uh, the episode, it reminds me of... Rugrats? Rugrats. Oh, my
1: gosh, I wrote that down, too. Yes. <laughs> About house, um,
0: Angelica's mom would yeah. always be on the phone, and she's always talking to Jonathan.
1: But you never meet Jonathan. You never meet Jonathan. And we don't meet Trevin in this episode. No, we yeah. don't.
0: I don't think Trevin shows up in any other episodes. That would be fun, I, yeah, but I don't think he does. I don't
1: think so.
0: <laughs> yeah. Anyways, they're on their way to the Halloween store and because they need to get the costumes for the kids. Mm-hmm. And when they're in the store, Andy is still on the Bluetooth. She's got one of those little earpiece, things like that, mm-hmm. which do people even wear
1: those anymore? I don't know, but I hate it. Oh, they're
0: the worst. I don't
1: often see people just like walking around talking on a Bluetooth, but when I do, like I instantly that person well so sometimes like fair?
0: it's i think it's fair sometimes <laughs> in the house here if i'm like on the phone with like my mom or something i'll put on my headphones because mm-hmm. they've got like a bluetooth speaker and that i can just talk into so i can be hands-free
1: and i hate it oh
0: my gosh <laughs> but it looks different but sometimes people do that at the gym or sometimes people will call me when i'm at the gym and i'm like listening to music at the time and i have to just like answer it and talk yeah. but like walk to somewhere where i'm all and by myself have
1: to like kind of wonder like is that person crazy do i need to like be afraid there have been a
0: few times where i thought somebody at the gym was (laughs) totally crazy and i couldn't i was like looking for headphones and i couldn't find any (laughs) so it's uh
1: because bluetooth is a thing that like kind of caught on but never like totally caught on where it was like well "Well, this is a normal uh, thing people do this all the time right i
0: think talking with the hands-free set like walking around yeah it's Uh definitely uh evolved in different kinds of ways yeah
1: maybe it's more of a thing in like big cities but you don't see a lot of people doing it around here
0: or they're doing it with just headphones or something like that so Mm -hmm. where it's very visible to everybody
1: yeah
0: (laughs) so uh but she is on the bluetooth and she's talking to someone and i it sounds like it's not trevin anymore it's like a friend or something like that yeah and she's talking about the study that Mm -hmm. was mentioned earlier and now we really see it has gotten into her head and she's talking about sort of her own dissatisfaction Uh with her uh love life with her husband
1: as exciting as they were when they met like what
0: 19 years 19 ago. 19 years yeah. ago, yeah. And she, you know, at one point is looking at a uh, a hot housewife costume at the Halloween store, but she mm-hmm. doesn't buy it. But we'll come back to that a little bit later. Mm-hmm. We'll see where we go from there. So in the next scene, we see kind of, I'm assuming around the same time, we see at a coffee shop, we see Kyle, and he's there with the Sonic commercial guy's wife, who we saw in the opening scene.
1: <laughs> Not from the Sonic commercials, but from, right, but from Easy. Easy. <laughs>
0: <laughs> and uh Easy. And they are... They're kind of working together a little bit. She's going to give him some notes on a play that he's written.
1: Yeah, so by the way, he's not just like a stay-at-home dad. Not that there's anything wrong with being a stay-at-home dad. I, at the moment, am a stay-at-home mom but he's written a play so that's a lot of work
0: that is a lot of work and we'll see credit for that. (laughs) yeah and we'll see when we see him in like the second season we'll see that he's like working in a theater and doing all that kind of stuff so it's not
1: easy to write a play I don't think I've never written I've never
0: written a play no yeah so he's not that is a a weird I guess thing going you know I feel like if it was me writing this episode I would have made it more of a what, what's Mr. Mom about? I don't know. I don't know. Okay. I would have made it more of a Mr. Mom <laughs> character where he's like, you know, doing all the mom kind of things and, yeah. and not doing anything else. I'm <laughs> <I have> no <laughs> idea what Mr. Mom's about. Does that have Michael Keaton in it?
1: It does have Michael oh my Keaton, gosh. but I don't know anything else about it. Oh
0: man. Michael Keaton, multiplicity, <laughs> Batman, Batman Returns.
1: In my mind, those are all kind of rolled into one.
0: You're rolling movie. multiplicity in yeah, with, also uh, Jack Frost. Oh, right. Yeah. Yeah. Whoa. Mm -hmm. What a dynamic actor Michael Keaton is. An American (laughs) treasure, we could say.
1: I would say it. I would
0: say so, too. Uh, (laughs) Anyway, enough Michael Keaton talk. Let's get back to the episode. Okay. Uh, So (laughs) the play that Kyle has written, it's called The American South, which let me just tell you, that sounds super boring. Um,
1: (laughs) Well, do you think maybe it's like Hamilton?
0: Maybe... I no, I,
1: I don't see, honestly, it's not a though, musical. as far as we know, it's yeah, not it's musical. not a musical. And I don't yeah. see this
0: guy writing something like Hamilton, probably.
1: Well, we don't we don't know the inner workings of his mind. Maybe he's capable of Hamilton. Hey,
0: maybe I guess I guess we don't know. But um <laughs> they do talk in this scene here a little bit about how uh Andy gave up her career as a theater artist and got a corporate gig to support his to support Kyle's theater habit. Yeah, and although like,
1: her gig is like making cupcakes, right?
0: Well, I don't know. I think she does have more of a corporate job than that, and maybe she's it's it's a corporate job, so I don't know. They, they do talk about cupcakes a lot. It could thing. be catering, it could be working the office side of things too, okay. but it's like a big They've got a nice house. So, yeah, yeah they're making uh-huh. they're in making Chicago, money so. in Chicago, so yeah. it's very expensive. Yeah. But to me, that seems like the real problem. Not that she makes more than him, but like to me it's she was also in the theater industry mm-hmm. and had this career that was kind of just starting, but she quit it. He gets to keep doing it.
1: Oh, so she resents that.
0: I think she resents that. And that's mm-hmm. kind of what the friend says here too and she says that um Well, yeah, that's pretty much what she says too. Uh So yeah, I would think so. Because if you got two people and like one of them's living their dream and the other one's just supporting the one that's living their dream and the dream Mm -hmm. hasn't really taken off yet, and they also wanted that dream, that would be tough. Yeah. Yeah. So I I feel like that's what's going on. But do you
1: feel like he feels like he's living his dream?
0: I don't think he feels like that. No. But then again, too, it's tough when you're doing something like, for example, I mean, being a podcaster isn't necessarily our dream, Mm -hmm. but like I don't feel like a famous podcaster right now because we're not. Because nobody's, <laughs> right, nobody's paying us, right? Because nobody's paying us. But wouldn't it be cool if we were? Yeah. <laughs> so, uh-huh. you know, but you gotta you gotta work at it, and he's working at it. So yeah. The next part, it's it's home. It could be the same evening, but it's in the evening, and Andy is asking Kyle what he's what he's going to do tonight, mm-hmm. and he's going to watch a three-and-a-half-hour documentary on slavery for his play, doing some research for his play.
1: That sounds like a fun night.
0: That sounds so terrible. It sounds
1: like an activity where you could get easily distracted, right? <laughs> it does
0: sound like an activity where you could get easily distracted, and he does, but before we get to that, too, <laughs> there's one line that Andy says to him before he goes down to watch his movie. He says, I just think you're really really such a special beautiful actor in person and writer and I just love you so much and I felt like watching that part she could tell they've got problems going on uh-huh. and she was like just really trying to say something nice to say like the right thing of just like I really I really love you so much it felt very mm-hmm. forced yeah so but sometimes you just gotta say I love you it reminded me of how not it's not a similar I, thing
1: what You just have to say, I love you.
0: Well, no. It it reminded me of how like when you say something like really that I think is stupid Uh or something like that. and And I say, I love you. And, and we do. No, did that.
1: that's not what you say. You say, you're so beautiful. Oh, that's
0: right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you're so beautiful. Uh, that happened one time when you, I don't know what you said or did, but yeah. I, I said, oh, you're so beautiful. And my mom was there and she goes, yeah. oh, he's so sweet. Yeah.
1: And I was like, he's not being sweet. He's calling me stupid in so, his code.
0: <laughs> gentlemen out there, if your girl is ever doing something stupid, just call her beautiful. <laughs> <laughs> so. In the next part, we've got Kyle going down, I guess he's going down to like the basement, and he Mm -hmm. is clicking through the TV menu screen, looking at the different, um, trying to look up his movie, which is called Slavery Sands of Time. Mm -hmm. And when he's pulling it up, he comes across on the uh, search page there. There's Slavery Sands of Time, but there's also a couple other movies that come up. There's The Sands of Sex.
1: Oh, that sounds like more fun.
0: And also Sand Dune Motocross 2. That
1: does not sound like more fun. Yeah, actually, <laughs> I
0: preferred Sand Dune Motocross 1 myself. But uh, no, that also does sound like more fun. Um, mm. <laughs> so, um, it depends
1: on who you are, I guess. <laughs>
0: and, uh, Gia, you want to guess which one he picks?
1: I think he picks The Sands of Sex.
0: He picks The Sands of Sex, yeah. which... Uh, Can you blame him? Uh, you know what? <laughs> eh. Sands of Sex, um, if you you know couldn't put it together in your own head, is a... Uh, It's a porno. It's an adult film. It's an adult film. (laughs) Uh, One of the things, though, when he's uh, going through that menu screen, you know, as you start to type in uh, letters, you get the suggestions of, Mm -hmm. of all the things coming up. Some other ones that are up only on the screen for like a split second. I had to pause to look at these, but there's some movies. There's one that's called Santa's Day Off and one that's called Surf Check San Diego oh. I want to talk about those a little bit um, what do we think the plot of these are so the plot of surf check San Diego that's mm-hmm. such a weird name for a fake movie within a TV show mm-hmm. I'm thinking surf check made me think of blank check now I don't know how I translate Whoa. that to surfing. I don't know what surf checking is, so I'm thinking. So it's some- like
1: a sequel to Blank Check.
0: Well, I'm just thinking it's in the same vein. I'm thinking okay. they, maybe there's a surfer. In the
1: Checkiverse.
0: <laughs> in the extended <laughs> Checkiverse. <Right. laughs> I'm thinking maybe somebody gets a.
1: Does the kid from Blank Check mm-hmm. show up? You like know the what? Credits of it. How about let's like. just say it's the kid
0: from Blank Check. They yeah. never reference checks at all in it. He's just surfing now. So the kid from Blank <laughs> Check, grown up, he's surfing and he moved to San Diego. That sounds like a and good he movie. Made, he I made, would watch it. He made some money at some point. What's his name in that movie? Mr. Macintosh. Is that what it is? I think so. Yeah, I think because so. he like pretends that he. <laughs> yeah <laughs> invented apple computers <laughs> did people not know who steve jobs
1: was back then? i guess not <laughs>
0: i guess not um what do you think the other movie santa's day off what do you think would be a premise for that
1: i think it's also a porno
0: oh okay yeah oh wow
1: i think it involves sitting on people's laps that's all i'm gonna say about that
0: (laughs) well hopefully there's a little more to the movie than that but that's
1: (laughs) all the plot you need all right
0: wow (laughs) so anyway while while he is down there watching the sands of sex um Mm -hmm. what's andy doing
1: so andy is in the bedroom um and she ends up busting out a vibrator so they have similar ideas in their heads but they're um Taking them in separate directions. Yeah, yeah. Which is maybe the problem in their relationship. That probably is the problem yeah. in their
0: relationship. And then suddenly, when it goes back to Kyle and he's in the basement you just see he's like watching the movie and then it cuts behind him andy is just like standing right there uh-huh. and when i was watching that it reminded me of the haunting of hill house oh yeah where <laughs> characters just appear out of nowhere or like come to life out of nowhere and it's very spooky yeah.
1: i want to stress again that the haunting of hill house is a terrifying show <laughs> I, love it. I almost didn't make it through it but it is good
0: yes so but she catches him um watching the uh, Sands of Sex. Yeah, and, and she kind of
1: laughs at him.
0: She laughs at him. She teases him. He's clearly, like, embarrassed.
1: Yeah, but I think she's trying to be playful. I don't think she's trying to be mean.
0: No, I think she's actually excited because, uh-huh. you know, because of what she was doing. And yeah. now she realizes, oh, he's also in the mood for some of this. And, you know, she's kind of going for it with him there and trying to be, you know, sexy. But yeah. uh I feel like he's just, like, too embarrassed and it yeah. just doesn't it just work mean- out. Yeah,
1: it kind of showed me that they're, like, on different pages of their relationship like they're maybe not that sexually compatible with each other
0: yeah yeah so it kind of ends with her going back upstairs and and nothing happens between them mm-hmm. and in the uh, next scene we see back at the Halloween store Andy is uh, going for it and buying the uh, housewife costume and also a construction worker costume Ooh. yeah and so after that we see back at home it's Halloween night the mm-hmm. uh, they've got a friend that's gonna take their kids trick or treating, and Kyle and Andy are wearing the costumes. Where's this headed? Well, <laughs> <laughs> looks like they're about to have a little evening together. Although Kyle does mention that he's kind of wanted to go trick or treating. He has all the all the yards set up with decorations, and yeah. you know he's a theater guy. He really likes yeah, the so theatrics Halloween's of Yeah, so
1: like a big thing for him, probably. Yeah, he doesn't really get to participate.
0: Right, but they um. They start to do some, uh, you know, some role play, kind of getting, getting into the mood there, where with a, uh, you know, a hot housewife and mm-hmm. a construction worker. Yeah, but uh,
1: Kyle's having a hard time, like wrapping his head around it.
0: Right. Yeah. Yeah. He says like, I'm a professional theater actor. This has to feel real. He's having a hard time doing that. He also says, I'm a construction worker. Why am I fixing your sink? (laughs) Which makes sense because he's got like a hard hat on and everything.
1: But I think what's really going on is that he's feeling kind of like sexually insecure maybe because he still has that study in his head of feeling emasculated by being a stay at home dad. Well,
0: yeah. And, you know, it's she the costume choices her choice was a housewife and his was a construction worker so she is buying them costumes to wear the opposite or wear the correct gender rolled outfits there which is you know there's a lot of layers to this i think the writing in these episodes are really good it
1: is good because like throughout the whole episode we see her kind of dominating the relationship right because she's trying to like take the reins and like adding some spice back into their sex life. Mm -hmm. So she is playing more of a dominant role um, in that way, which is maybe counterproductive to what she actually wants to happen.
0: Yeah, Mm -hmm. Uh, and one other thing too here is that um, Kyle kind of looks like Al Borland when he's dressed up like this, I think. And like actually, like not just the outfit, like his face and everything, he's got like a goatee and stuff like that. He looks a lot like Al Borland. What now?
1: (laughs) What? Huh? No, it's okay. not hot. Uh, oh, uh-huh. It's well. it's fine. Good. It's probably hot. <laughs> well, no wonder
0: somebody. he's having issues. You're out here <laughs> saying it's not hot at all. Gia, the man is just trying to have a nice Halloween. You're right. So anyway, no, I just, in an effort to mention Home Improvement in at least uh, two-thirds of the episodes of our podcast here, I wanted to point that out. So. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh Okay. Uh, <laughs> so anyways, um It's not really working out there for them. Her phone, Andy's phone rings, and it's Trevin on the phone. They've got a work issue. And (sighs) Trevin (laughs) Trevin just messing things up again and then yeah. his phone rings and their daughter fell and scraped her knee while they were out trick-or-treating and and he's got to go and uh, you know and tend to that and you know it's yeah. a little hard to tell if he like has to go do something about it there or if you know he just kind of wants to get out he's feeling
1: uncomfortable yeah
0: but yeah. He, he does go out and um and i
1: it, feel like andy sees him going to do that as like oh he's being like the mom and it's kind of a turn off for her But I kind of see it as he's like saving the day. He's like coming to the rescue for his daughter, which is like
0: very manly.
1: So it's like he is masculine, but maybe it's just not the idea of masculinity that she has in her head. So she's like having a hard time seeing it.
0: Right. I think he's having a
1: hard time feeling it that way.
0: It's definitely not masculine to just be talking on the phone with your assistant Trevin all day. Right. So, <laughs> so yeah. it's not like she has fully assumed some sort of masculine role, uh-huh. but he goes out there and he helps her out and then she comes back or he comes back and they try to get back in the mood again there. And they do some cool stuff with the music in this scene too. The music like goes silent and then kicks back in each time they're getting right into the mood there. Mm-hmm. And um but then the phones ring again and it's Trevin, and then also um, Kyle's talking to he's he's talking to his daughter do- or to his son there, mm-hmm. um, trying to let him trying to get him to make his sister feel better and one of the things he says in there is like tell her that wasn't a real vampire <laughs> so they're having all kinds of issues out there trick-or-treating and then um then they go back and they try to you know get it going again and then the phones ring again and then it cuts to uh the kids back home and the parents just sitting across yeah. from them as the kids are opening their candy so could this
1: whole issue have been resolved if they had just like silenced their phones turn
0: your phones off guys yeah turn your phones off it's it's halloween night it's like a friday night i think because the yeah, next day the they'll say it's saturday It's a
1: family friend everything's fine
0: yeah it's a holiday
1: trevin trevin live.
0: calm down uh <laughs> friend guy who's got the kids out there stop calling for everything yeah. <laughs> it's fine you just deal with it um you know but sometimes kids can be a little bit of an issue and um our <laughs> our kid right now i think is uh is he woken up and crying no nope, mm-hmm. he just got quiet again so in the uh in the case of the episode their kid is messing them up from having a nice moment together but in in the case of our podcast our kid has started to cry while we're we're podcasting so we're gonna we're gonna see what he's doing and then uh and then we'll be right back and we're back and the baby is sleeping again mm-hmm. and you know i'll say i went up there and held him for a minute and got him back to bed did that uh, lower your opinion of me doing some uh, <laughs> typically female things
1: no it was great <laughs> <laughs> i was really really glad that i didn't have to do it <laughs>
0: so hey there you go um so we were last saying that uh after their evening kind of did not work out um mm-hmm. in an intimate way uh it cuts to the kids Uh, opening their candy in front of the parents and and that Mm -hmm. sort of thing. And then um, we see the parents going up to bed. Yeah, Um,
1: by the way, the parents, so this is like later on that night and they picked up the kids from trick-or-treating. The parents are not in their costumes anymore. They're just kind of like in like sweats. Like ready to go to bed. Like it just looks really sad when you see them. And I'm kind of confused about why they felt the need to change that. They were in costumes, it's Halloween. Just keep the costumes on. They weren't like super you know, explicit, sexually explicit outfits. I think it would have been fine to leave them on. I think so Maybe too. Maybe it would have been more, a more fun evening if they had done that.
0: Right. Yeah. Yeah. And then after they, when they're putting the kids to bed too, um, Kyle is saying to his son, you know, I need you to be there for your sister. Cause really, mm-hmm. you know, his son kind of screwed everything really up for Really dropped
1: him. the ball. It was, yeah. It was a real cock block. <laughs> <laughs>
0: but then, when kyle and andy are going to bed they um finally do uh have sex Mm -hmm. but it's um it feels very forced like not Mm -hmm. forced but it feels yeah
1: kyle has a good enough time and i think feels like the night ends on a high note right Um, and andy is pretending that it's yeah oh she's definitely pretending yeah 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 but we can see in her face that um she's not as satisfied with how things turned out as as she'd like to be
0: right and then we see a shot of kyle in bed and it's Mm -hmm. morning now the sun's shining in and he kind of wakes up a little you know confused he's the only one in bed and Mm -hmm. he's not there and he goes downstairs and Andy woke up early. She's taking care of the kids. It's a Saturday. She's making breakfast. Mm-hmm. And, you so know, she's I,
1: doing the stereotypical woman things. Right. Mm-hmm.
0: And she, um, you know, she's kind of, you know, be trying to be kind of sexy mm-hmm. uh, for, sh- for Kyle. Seems like
1: she's in a good mood.
0: Seems like she's in a good mood. And, you know, it looks I like a happy Kyle family. I
1: genuinely in a good mood. Yes. Right.
0: And, you know, which just kind of ends with this happy family there.
1: Yeah, but I think we get a shot of Andy's face looking like. Maybe, oh, I think we do. Yeah, maybe she's not that happy.
0: Right. Yeah. And that's the end of the episode. And mm-hmm. so, like I was saying before, for me, when we first watched it, I was like, uh, I mean, it was okay. I had a similar reaction to the reactions you had to the other Joe Swanberg movies mm-hmm. that we talked about, where it's kind of like, uh, I don't know, nothing really, nothing really happened. It didn't mm-hmm. make me. I didn't laugh a lot, and I didn't feel like I was like really that connected to the characters or anything like that, but. Mm-hmm. Um, but I will say like after watching it again, I was, I was really, I was really into it. I think it's a really well put together episode Mm -hmm. and I think that it's something that I would totally 100% recommend this series.
1: Me too. Yeah.
0: Yeah. And I would Mm -hmm. say that I don't think this is the best first episode of a thing. I think it's definitely, I would have maybe chosen a different episode. Um, do you,
1: do you have a specific one in mind that you would have chosen as the first?
0: I don't know. Do you?
1: The one I like, I think it's called Contralado. Yeah, Contralada. Um, it's the it's an episode that's almost entirely in Spanish, and um, it's this couple uh, is um, shopping for couches when they get a call from the man's friend, who is also the woman's ex boyfriend, I think. And um,
0: well, let's not give away the episode, but that's yeah, a good episode.
1: That's. That's how the episode I probably, starts yeah. out.
0: I probably would yeah. not have started with an all-Spanish language episode just because it's not okay. an all-Spanish language show. But I um, guess that's...
1: Yeah, that could right. be a barrier, but I like that episode the best. It's a good episode.
0: And if you do like that episode, if you've seen the series, that the woman from that episode is in a new Netflix original series, too, that is in all Spanish. That we It's something about flower shops or something like that. We watched the trailer the other oh, day. Yeah. So mm-hmm. um, Hey, but speaking of all the uh, people, this is kind of, I wouldn't say it's like an all-star cast, but there's a lot of people you would know and recognize if you watch the series. Mm-hmm. Um, some of the people that show up in the first couple of seasons, um, we've got... Malin Ackerman. We've got Zazzie Beats, who's in Atlanta. We've got Orlando Bloom, like we mentioned. Hannah uh Dave Franco, mm-hmm. uh, Jake Johnson from New Girl, Mark Marin from Glow, which we'd covered. We've mm-hmm. also covered New Girl mm-hmm. on the podcast playing here. Playing a
1: very similar character, I would say. To this <laughs> I would say Glow so. Character.
0: I feel like he probably always plays like yeah, a similar character. I feel like
1: maybe playing a version of himself. I like, don't know. <laughs>
0: yeah, maybe. Yeah. Um, we've got Kate Micucci um, from uh, she's from Garfunkel and Oats and a bunch of other things mm-hmm. too. Um, Emily Radzinsky, you might recognize her from Gone Girl or from. Instagram because yeah, she's, like she's like an Instagram.
1: Instagram model.
0: Yeah. Aubrey Plaza from Parks and Recreation, which we've also we've also covered on the podcast. Joe Lotrulio, uh, from Brooklyn 99 and from he's also in Wet Out American Summer. Uh mm-hmm. Judy Greer, who's in um literally everything. Everything.
1: She's like <laughs> the best friend in like every rom-com you can think of. <laughs> yeah.
0: Um Danny Masterson. I guess I, I saw it on Wikipedia that Danny Masterson's on there. I don't remember him being on there, but he could add a small role. Um, I don't remember
1: that either, unless he's gonna be in an He could be in the episode. third season. Too, That's yeah, possible. I'm not sure,
0: but Danny Masterson from that '70s show, which we've also covered, and also Timothy Simons from Veep, which we've also covered as well. Mm-hmm. He plays Jonah in Veep. So, really, there's tons of people. Uh, in the series that you would recognize if you watched it, which I think is really cool. And we were talking, mm-hmm. you know, I don't know if this is the episode I would start with, but the episodes with Dave Franco, I really like a lot.
1: And I don't like those episodes as much. Those are the weaker episodes for me. So I guess um, there's something for everybody. There's something for everyone in this too. Series.
0: And this show too, you know, the title of the show is Easy. Um, and after I think we watched the first one, I was like, oh, mm-hmm. it's like a sex anthology.
1: Yeah. And then And then as we watched more episodes, it was like, no, it's not a sex anthology. It's a relationship anthology. And then I I still was thinking kind of a romantic relationship anthology. But then you see, it's not even that. It's yeah,
0: because like a- the ones with the brothers, it's like the whole time in the, when we were watching the ones with the brothers, I was like when is when is somebody gonna like cheat on someone (laughs) like what's going on here but it was just about the dynamic between the two brothers which i like
1: about relationships more broadly
0: yeah Uh and i like those too because you've got dave franco who's like the younger cooler hipper brother and he's got like the Mm -hmm. older brother that's kind of more of a square like works a corporate job and all that kind of stuff I feel like
1: one of our um biggest listeners is not gonna like the statement you just made
0: well I didn't say it related to me at all I just said I liked it I just (laughs) no but I do like those episodes a lot so um maybe you should check them out Matt they're they're good episodes that's a good show if you haven't watched easy check it out uh (laughs) <laughs> my older brother Matt who is a listener of the podcast yeah. and um I hope uh, I hope there's lots of listeners of the podcast though but to, <laughs> I know for sure he listens to it because he comments on it right. um, which is awesome mm-hmm. um so but no I like those episodes a lot and um you know we were talking about just the way this has something for everyone and how each episode is its own kind of movie there's a quote from Joe Swanberg where he's talking about the series a little bit and he says uh The whole idea was to make a show that I would have time to watch. Here's how I consume media. I have kids that I'm dealing with until 9.30 every night. Then I usually have two hours of work to do from 9.30 to 11.30. It's not urgent work I have to get done during the day, but still stuff I have to get done. And then from 11.30 to midnight or 12.30 or 1, that's my window. I have an hour and a half at the end of the day if I'm lucky. So that's either one movie or maybe one or two episodes of TV. So when I went into Netflix, I was like, Listen, here's how I consume TV and I know I'm not alone. I know there's a lot of us out there who want to watch something at the end of the night, but don't want to have to take on a big time commitment. So I was like, let me make a show that I would actually watch. And Mm -hmm. so and I think that's a pretty cool way of doing it. And these shows, Mm -hmm. these episodes are all like around a half hour too. It's not like a long, hour long type of thing. And
1: you don't really have to start with the first episode. I I know like we mentioned the by the time this episode of our podcast comes out, the third season of easy will have dropped on netflix but i would recommend starting at the beginning of i would recommend too. you don't necessarily
0: have to start in the first episode but you definitely don't want to just start at the, at the third season
1: yeah because um some of these characters keep coming back
0: yeah and i find uh joe swanberg's quote there pretty relatable too because like for us it's like tv well before we had Uh, a kid it was like Mm -hmm. we could watch tv pretty much whenever we want to but Mm -hmm. especially now that we have a kid too it's like just a little bit of time at the end of the day end of the day because there's times where it's like oh man here's a show i want to watch but it's an hour and five minutes. I can't do that. And
1: it's violent. And it's
0: violent.
1: <laughs> yeah. yeah. Easy's not violent. No. Uh,
0: although it's, uh, I would not say it's family friendly.
1: No, but, but we have a baby. He doesn't know. No, it's he fine. doesn't know.
0: <laughs> so um, you know, and as far as uh, critical reviews of the show too, there was a review in the Chicago Tribune. Again, this is all set in Chicago. Mm-hmm. Um, so I pulled some Chicago articles there. Uh, they gave it four out of four stars, and they said because it's an anthology series, you don't need to watch Easy in order as each each episode works as a standalone episode. That said, like Chicago itself, it's fascinating to watch how all these characters are loosely connected. Standout episodes such as one centered around a character who pretends to be an avid bicyclist and vegan to impress her new girlfriend, or a gut-wrenching episode featuring mainly Spanish dialogue focus on the messy conflicts between trying to be a good person and being happy.
1: That's the one I liked.
0: Yes. Mm-hmm. And the one with the vegan is also pretty good, too. That's the one with yeah. the, uh, what's her name? Kiersey Clemens. Uh-huh. Um And uh, yeah, those are both good episodes, too. Mm-hmm. So you know, And I was thinking about the structure of it, too, how there, it's all these people that are loosely connected. We talked about, like, Friends, for example, um, uh-huh. in one of our episodes. And the pilot episode of Friends, you've got Monica, who is going on a date with Paul the wine guy. Mm-hmm. And Paul the wine guy uses that line on her where he says, you know, I haven't been able to perform in, in over two years. Mm-hmm. And Monica goes on to find out that her co-worker also had that same story from Paul the wine right. guy. And, and um, we assumed a wine guy maybe goes to the restaurants to, like, sell the wine. Wine or like deliver yeah. the wine or something like that so if
1: friends were in the easy verse in
0: the easy verse like the this next
1: episode would be about paul the wine guy probably yeah and i think <laughs> that
0: would be actually really fascinating if just all just the second episode just straight up it's you don't see any of the any of the other characters and yeah. it's just paul the wine guy and maybe he's like going through his divorce uh-huh. and like some time passes you see him using the line on on yeah. women but also you see like Maybe maybe he really can't perform for yeah, a while. maybe, maybe he didn't start more as a line.
1: Sympathetic towards Paul the wine guy. Right, that's see what more you more about his backstory.
0: Yeah, because that's what happens when you mix all these characters yeah. together like that. I picture Paul the wine guy like actually dealing with that and mm-hmm. then saying it to people, and then right, it worked so well. Lot. It became yes, it worked <laughs> so well. It became a line. Yeah, and yeah. you know, and then he's dealing with that, and maybe he feels bad about it too. Uh-huh. It's a whole. You really get to see the depth of the characters in these <laughs> sorts of things. That would be. And then, of course, the third episode would be Gunther. Definitely Um, Gunther. Gunther. Uh, All Gunther all the time. Sign me up. That's my motto. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Hey, we wanted to uh, play a little game.
1: Oh, yeah. This is a game. Okay, so since Easy is set in Chicago, I was thinking we could play a game where, okay, we're going to guess, is this... episode title of the chicago based series easy or is this a song by the band chicago
0: excellent i'm gonna be playing the game
1: yep you're gonna play the game because you don't know much about like oldies and i I do do, and i didn't look
0: up the episode titles of easy so i i mean i've seen them before but i i did not (laughs) look them up during the course of uh going through this so um so if it's a Chicago song, I say Chicago. Uh-huh. If it's an easy episode title, I say easy.
1: Yes. And we'll okay. see how many you get. I think I've got 10 for you to try.
0: All okay. right. Here All we right. go.
1: Okay. Side hustle.
0: Oh, that's that's an easy episode.
1: Yes, correct. Prodigal daughter.
0: That's got to be a Chicago song.
1: Nope. Easy. Oh. <laughs> Love me tomorrow.
0: Uh, Chicago?
1: Yes, correct. Chemistry read. Easy? Correct. <laughs> Low down. Chicago. Correct. Okay. 25 or 6 to 4.
0: <laughs> Chicago?
1: Correct. Okay. That's my favorite Chicago song, by the way.
0: What does that mean? 25 or 6 to 4?
1: You'll have to listen I'm to the gonna song. I'm to some... Chi- I it's wanna... about having writer's block. Oh, okay. Does that help you out? No. <laughs> <laughs> Conjugality. Easy. Correct. I'm a man.
0: Um chicago
1: correct lady (laughs) cha-cha chicago nope easy episode (laughs) brand new love affair
0: oh man these are tough um chicago
1: correct (laughs) you got eight out of ten yes you win i win you win episode title of this chicago based series easy or chicago song oh my gosh
0: well hey parachute
1: sheets you get parachute cheats or you true. would if we were sponsored by somebody we are you not get sponsored by parachutes, nor are we sponsored by anybody
0: <laughs> at all uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, but here's what i do win a brand new episode of the podcast next week next week we're gonna Ooh. be talking about arrested development yeah arrested development uh streaming on netflix mm-hmm. check a- it out and we'll be checking out the pilot episode of that which we both love it mm-hmm. is a great show although we'll talk about how much we love it but uh mm-hmm. so hey uh that's what we'll be doing next week so check us out on facebook at you me and tv go ahead and follow us there on twitter at you me and tv pod and on instagram at you me and tv podcast and if you could subscribe and give us uh some five star reviews on apple Podcasts, that would be awesome and so hey until then uh bye bye